0: Recognize the fullness of love as our own self. So grateful for the peace, the love, the joy, the freedom, the wholeness, the wisdom, the all good of God that is absolutely shining in our awareness. We are truly grateful and truly thankful that right where we are, our wholeness is bursting out all over And this is what we're sharing with our clients, our family, our friends, our loved ones, and our community. We are grateful to claim our rightful place in the teachers of God. We are grateful and thankful that we are qualified by the loving creator. We are grateful and thankful that everything we need To shine the light, to be a loving presence, a beneficial presence is already pre-installed and we are always held, supported, loved and guided, always. In gratitude we let it be and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, first thing I'd like to share is that uh, I am anticipating that next week I'll be announcing the certification of both Lana and Angela. So that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, very exciting. So grateful. And I, I invite you to uh, plan your own uh, certification trajectory, and um, uh, if you're coming down to the wire, let me know, and uh, I look forward to that
1: very, very much. All right. Uh, So this is a time... for you to ask any questions that
0: you have, share anything that you have a question about, uh, bring up any uh,
1: testimonials, successes, uh, concerns, anything at all. Okay, we've got Rieko and Sue. And then did you have your hand raised, Megan? Okay, Rieko?
2: I'm going to be, whoa, sorry, there was a noise that distracted me for a second. Um, I'm going to be talking to a potential client later today who, who might become my first client outside of the ministry. And I offered to do a free 15-minute introductory call with her so that um, she could get a sense of how I work and who I am. And I could also get a sense of her background and all of that, which I, I think was a good call. Um, and I was just curious if anybody would be willing to share their experience of working with clients outside of the ministry who don't have the, um, the, who haven't gone through the process of learning these tools and applying it to their life yet. Um, and coming from spiritual uh, like awareness of different levels. So that is, that is my question.
1: You know, I'll, I'll
0: go first because I've done a lot of that. And because um, uh, I get referrals from people who are participating in the ministry, and they refer their friends and family. Sometimes uh, I get the children. Of people who are in class and things like that. And sometimes parents will pay for the session. They just want help with their children. But the children will come, or the friends will come to, or the siblings will come for counseling, but they really don't have any idea what I teach, not much. Um, And um, I I think it's great that you're doing a 15-minute consultation. That's a wonderful thing. I don't know that I've ever done that. Maybe when I first started out, Uh, but that's okay. I mean, I have a website that lists so much, so if people want to check me out, there's a ton of resource for that. Um, So one of the things I'll do for people who
1: aren't familiar with me is I will say that I'm just sort of thinking I haven't done anything like that, said anything really
0: in a while, uh, to a specifically to a counseling client. But my take on things for, I think it's really important to be able to practice this. So this is a great thing to practice with each other. Uh, with your prayer partners who also uh, may or may not be part of this certification program. I think uh, being able to really just rattle that off what um, marketing people would call an elevator speech, you know, something that you can say in 30 seconds if people ask what you do. Um, and you can, I think it's really a great idea to play around with it. So for instance, um, I I I got uh, really enamored of uh, this company called the Amazon Herb Company, and they um, they uh, I just love their products. These are, are wildcrafted herbal formulas based on shamanic formulas from the Amazon, and so um, I got to know the founder who coincident not coincidentally, but incidentally, um, is now married to Olivia Newton-John. Um, and uh, he's just a wonderful guy. Anyway, his, his elevator speech was so, so simple. People would say to him, like on a plane, what do you do? And he'd say, uh, I'm a treasure hunter. And, that, and he'd just leave it at that. And then he would talk, if people were interested, he would talk about how he, he, the treasures that he found were these uh, powerful herbs from the Amazon. But he used to actually look for lost treasure. Anyway, um, so I, I, I don't do this, uh, but we could uh, all together even find a wonderful way to um, uh, intrigue people about what we do as counselors. Uh, so I, I could see saying um, I help people, uh, I support people or help people in healing their life and their relationships so that they really love their life and feel great about all their relationships and themselves and their body. So that, that's what I do. Um,
1: keeping it super simple like that um, I, and that's true that's exactly what we do there's
0: no false advertising in that I do as an aside I'll say that my intuition is that men would rather get support, and women may or may not prefer to get help. But I don't think men so much like to get help; they like to give help. Or the masculine, because uh, some women are very masculine, obviously, and some men are very feminine. So that that I do tend to just think about: Oh, do I want to say help, or do I or do I? prefer to say support. Um, For me, one of the most important things is I support people in living their best life. And uh, I know Jesse Brune. he used to have, when I first met him, he, he made these business cards that said that he was a happy living consultant. Or maybe that, uh, and and Linda Soto has some version that was similar, like joyous living consultant or something like that. I I think that's a great kind of a conversation starter to uh, put on your uh, business card. Mine says
1: inspiration for liberation. Uh, And... For me,
0: that kind of a conversation, Rieko, I'm I'm not trying to get a client or convince a client. What I'm interested in doing is supporting people and finding out whether or not what I offer is what they're looking for. Uh, And I trust that spirit will make it clear to them that they'll get some signals that they can follow. So if you've read uh, a lot of my emails that are sales emails, I almost always say, if this is right for you, you'll know. I put it on the sales pages and the sales emails all over the place. Trust your intuition, if this is right for you, you 'll know um, and that's that's my my understanding, my feeling, my policy, and I don't like to use any fear based um, techniques at all uh, so that said, I would say that In that kind of a situation, Rico, you're going to want to follow your intuition because every person is not the same. So
1: one person, I might feel guided to say something like, people intuitively know what's getting in their way. And they just have resistance
0: and reluctance to actually deal with it. And sometimes when you partner with someone who uh, is not judgmental, has no opinions, is totally there to support you, and has a lot of training and expertise to help you cut through your own nonsense, you can really make progress and uh, get over the resistance and the reluctance so that you, you can actually address the issues that are bothering you, and then you can eliminate them and really live a life you enjoy. And for some people, um, it's, it's pretty simple. It's not that complicated. For some people, they have a lot of resistance and a lot of re- reluctance, and it might take some more time. Uh, and I, I think it's really fair in a conversation like that to ask them um, – What would you ideally like to get out of counseling? Because some people may have goals that you may not be really that interested in. So for instance, I had a counseling client one time who said, came to me, I talk about this from time to time, um, that they came to me and they said, um, I... I'd like you to help me manifest $3 million in cash. I'd like you to help me work with my consciousness so that I can attract $3 million in cash. So we talked about why was it specifically $3 million, and they had a particular goal in mind uh, that had to do with how they would feel. Feel safe, feel free, different things like that. And I said... Do you think everybody who has $3 million would feel free or feel safe? Because I, I know people that have $5, 6000000 million in cash, and that's the last thing they feel. They do not feel it's not enough, not even close to being enough. They're worried about money constantly. So, you know, um, people really will come for different reasons. Um, some people will come for counseling because they want to fix their marriage, uh, but the truth is, is there's no fixing that marriage. <laughs> and uh, what uh, deep down they need help with is permission to leave and security to leave, you know, that marriage and to stop punishing themselves by staying in a marriage that doesn't work
1: for them. So it's important to find out what the goals of the person are. Um, Some people really just want company
0: along the journey, which is why a lot of people spend a bazillion dollars every year to just sit and talk with someone who's going to listen to
1: them. Um, And that's not something I do, but it might be something
0: one of you would be interested in doing. I'm not interested in pe- keeping people company. I mean, you know, if you paid me a $1,000 a day and you wanted to have, keep company once a month, I, you know, maybe, maybe I'd do that. But I, I, would, I, would, I, I would, like, as I even start to entertain it, I think, no, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. You know, because that's not what I'm here to do, hold people's hands if, who don't wish to change. So that's another thing is, for me, I know I activate people's stuff. Sometimes they like it, sometimes they don't. And um, I, I just see that that's, that's part of my job is to activate people's stuff. So that they will make a decision to uh, transform it and heal it, and but there are different counselors who
1: have different um, expressions. I mean, obviously, I activate people's stuff so that they'll transform it and
0: heal it, not just so it'll be up in their face. But some people are more interested in a slow drip method than me. I'm kind of right right to the, the trigger point. And um, I always know if someone does come to me, it's because that's what they would like. Otherwise, why would Spirit send them to me? So I th- think it's important also to know what, what is the thing
1: that you feel is the essence of what you offer, the unique essence of what you offer. Any any other thoughts about that from anyone else? And any f- more questions for Yeah, Megan. I um, have. The
3: benefit of having this congregation that I'm just about to leave, um, there are some therapists in the congregation who, uh, one in particular, who wants to meet with me and find out what it is I do and how it's different than psychotherapy so that she can refer clients. So how is it distinct from that? And I, so it's, it's really similar to, to what we've been talking about, but I'm wondering if there are people who have had to have that conversation with folks and what, what it is that you've said.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a really valuable um, understanding and uh, uh, conversation to have and to be able to really have it at 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 the drop of a hat. So essentially what we're doing here, uh, which is what A Course in Miracles teaches, is we're facilitating people in transforming their mind, their belief system, so that they can heal and change their life, their body, their relationships, their finances, their creativity, all their expressions in this world. And all healing is at the level of the mind. So what we're doing fundamentally is helping to identify and clear away the false beliefs that are manifesting as problems. So, for instance, if I believe I'm not good enough, that there's something wrong with me, that I'm unlovable or unworthy of love, I am going to generate all kinds of experiences in my life that reflect that back to me, so I can address it and heal it. And if I'm not addressing it, And healing it Then My life is very difficult If I am addressing it And healing it My life becomes a healing Transformational journey That is quite extraordinary Most people have a lot of Resistance and reluctance To look within To look at their their Belief systems uh, Because they Feel there's nothing that can be Done about They don't even realize that they're beliefs. One person can think that they're unworthy of love, and even if there are 10 people who adore them, they will still believe that they are unworthy of love until they change their mind. And so we can't really convince other people of the truth, that they're lovable or that they have talent or that they're attractive. It really is an inside job. But as a counselor, what we can do is we can help people get clear about uh, why they have these beliefs, how they operate, and are they in fact true. And all uh, all negative beliefs are not true. I- I don't know that I would start with what I, like if I had a Course in Miracles student in front of me, I would say a Course in Miracles lets us know that all beliefs are false and truth is true. But I wouldn't say that in that situation, Megan, with one of those therapists because I, I just, it would depend. My intuition might say, oh, this person can handle that, you know, can handle that truth, but not everyone can. And one of the most important things for us to remember, though it's not always easily understood by people, but it's foundational to what we're doing, is if I believe that I'm uh, unlovable, that I have faults that are uh, problematic, then I... I am going to magnetize into my life experience things that will seem to prove that to me. Oh, there you see, uh, he went out with me three times and never called me again. It must be because I'm so messed up. I'm so unlovable. I'm so this, I'm so that, um, uh, Oh, you see, she's always complaining about me. It must be because I'm messed up and because I have all these faults. But that's not how the world works. It doesn't work that way. So, and you can only see this from a spiritual perspective. That the way the world works is, the world does not prove our beliefs. It just illustrates them. It just demonstrates them. But that doesn't mean they're true. It doesn't prove them. So that guy who never calls me again, who knows what's happening with him? We don't know. It could be he thinks I'm so amazing and so wonderful, and he's not good enough for me. And he doesn't want me to reject him, so he's just not ever going to contact me again. But I will interpret the life experience according to my beliefs. And that's what we all do. But most people, like 99.9% of people, don't realize that all that's happening is their beliefs are being affirmed and demonstrated. They think that this is truth. And it's being proven to them. You see, if you weren't such a screw-up, this wouldn't have happened. It's my belief that I'm going to screw up that's causing this. That's, so that's fundamental to what we're doing, is we're helping people eliminate the false beliefs that show up as our painful life experiences. One sec, Laura. So the thing is, is most people cannot handle that at the start. They just, that's too big a truth for them. It's so contrary to what they actually believe, they would probably reject you. That's why I really just, I just listen to what spirit um, guides me to And for me when I say listen It really is I just get a sense Of what I'm supposed to say Sometimes I get little fragments Of, of stories that Have happened or Things that uh, Something that happened in the past And then I, I just go with that I've learned to just Whatever I little flashes I get I just go with those And that it's First of all, it's a time-saver. It's really easy, and, um, and it always goes well. It really always goes well. I'm so grateful for that.
4: Lori? What I was going to um, share to what you asked, Ria, Go, um is one of the things that's all, all of what you just said, Jennifer, and also I kind of look at what – what is, a cur- what, is, what is something that I'm currently saying or teaching myself? And I get really clear on what that is. So for me, it's always been this belief that spiritual tools are portable, portable spiritual tools. That's something I believe, like spiritual practice saves time. That's, that's something that I very strongly believe, that you can do it at any time during the day. Through listening to you and all the community calls and things like that, you have referred to tools that you've used or come up with that are not Course in Miracles based. You have spoken about rainbow moments. And that was brought up by a couple different people when I was having conversations with them that remembered you saying what rainbow moments were. You've talked about the circle and bringing everybody into the circle. Um, And there was one other one that I'm losing track of right now, but you have used language in our community calls, in sharing what you've done with yourself that isn't, It is Course in Miracles based, but it isn't, this is ACIM principles. And it was very, what I consider user-friendly, where other people felt very connected to what you shared. And I just wanted to offer that to you. Thank you, Laurie. I forgot about them. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, the other one was the first time I ever talked to you. You talked about the cloud met- the cloud metaphor and thoughts oh yeah, and that one has always stuck with me too. Thank you
0: yeah, and you know what else is um, a, a lot of these things I talk about in finding freedom, so um, the heart mind congruency that that 's a pretty easy concept for people to get because they know they're not heart-mind congruent and they can see the results of that. Another one is um, the pain train. Uh, Yeah. And um, uh, the divine alarm clock. So using, you know, simple things like that. I mean, that's, that's why I, invite you all that's why the finding freedom curriculum is so embedded into the certification program because those are really um simple clear things that spirit has given me that you can teach and use with your clients and um
1: so uh and the other thing is, if you have a 15-minute consult
0: with someone, what I would do, if it were me, I would ask them uh, similar to like a, a goal-setting session or an activation session, I would say, so what is the? what are the top three things that really
1: uh, are bothering you? And which is the one that is most important to you?
0: And and then you could ask them, uh, what is your current plan to eliminate that issue? What have you done in the past? Why hasn't it worked? Um, to help them come to their own awareness and understanding. That, for me, is one of the key things, going back to Megan's question, that that we're doing in, in our spiritual counseling is we're helping people to uh, get a, a – I, I, I'm sure there are some therapists who do some of these things, like – Uh, We do in the activation session where it's really, so what would your life be like without this problem? Uh, How would you feel about yourself? And what would you do with the time, energy, money, and resources that you're using to either manage and cope with this problem or to try to resolve it? What would you do instead? And, And really tuning into how would you feel about your life and yourself um, after this problem had been resolved for an entire year or something like that. Um, because that's the kind of thing most people don't ever even imagine. It's For most people, eliminating their, their key issues is unimaginable. It's, they just don't put anything in it. Unless they're fantasizing, and that's a different thing because fantasy is actually debilitating, it's like a drug addiction, it's not helpful.
1: Which is another thing that I talk about in in, uh, Finding Freedom. You know, to me what we're doing too is we're helping people
0: to heal issues all the way to the root so they're not coming
1: up again. Because many people will go to a therapist, let's say, to get
0: help with their relationship, um, but if they're not really healing the issue back to the root cause, then they're just going to create another relationship, and another relationship, and another relationship to deal with the same things. Um, and most people, whatever problem they're experiencing, it's coming at them five different ways. Spirit is giving them five different ways to address it, work with it, heal it, see it, understand it, recognize it. And um, we're easily overwhelmed. And, and people have different levels of sensitivity. So some people are super sensitive and they get really overwhelmed, and some people are inured to their feelings, and then they can't even um, access them to uh, use them as a healing resource to understand what's really going on. So people are all over the spectrum on that, how how balanced they are in their feeling. I know when I started working with a spiritual counselor back in my 20s,
1: um, I, I didn't know how I felt. I just felt angry. Just felt irritated, frustrated, angry, resentful. But beyond that, I didn't know. And it took me a while to sort all that out. I really needed a lot of help and support. I was very confused. Which is one of the reasons why I love this work,
0: because we can have so much healing. I mean, oh my God, I never thought my life could be like this. I
1: might have dreamed of it, but I never really, like, how would I get there? Not possible. But when we look, when we are healing at the level of
0: belief, then everything is healable.
1: Because everything that's painful is a false belief. There's no exception to that. But most of the world thinks that life is
0: happening to them. What we're helping people to see is that life is happening by them. It's a completely different view of life, and some people are get it right away, and some people really resist it. I mean, I still find people who are 20, 30-year Course in Miracles students when they're talking with me about some issue, and I'll talk with them about you know the level of belief, working at the level of the mind. And this lock, person who's been studying A Course in Miracles twice as long as I have will start to say to me, but Jennifer, you don't understand. This is what's happening in the world, and this is how it's affecting me. And I'm like, I do understand, and that's not how it works. <laughs> so even really long-time spiritual students will argue for their limitations and try desperately to convince you
1: that their perception is correct. So that, that is the way of the world. And we are really operating in a t- completely
0: different paradigm. But the thing is, is the paradigm we are operating in is truth. And truth obliterates The darkness And the false It just obliterates it And that's the great thing is the, If you turn on the light In your mind You don't have to argue with the darkness Because the darkness has no power And it's nothing That's why all we have to do is be willing
1: But most people That that's way beyond where they start.
0: Even A Course in Miracles students who will be able to quote to you, willingness is all that's required, they don't understand it. I mean, if, if every Course in Miracles student really understood willingness is
1: all that's required, they would be willing. They wouldn't be suffering. People think they know things just because they can say them. They've
0: heard those words before. It's a familiar thought to them, but they don't understand
1: it. They haven't really thought about it. They're not that willing yet. So that's the one thing about talking with someone is, and
0: you're so wise to, to ask about it, is because... We have to talk with people where they are. And trust, and just trust that if we're the one to support them, they will know it. I, I, I visited, I'm in, in uh, Montecito, California, which is right next to Santa Barbara. So I went to visit a uh, study group in Santa Barbara uh, last night. Just to drop it, you know, they knew where I was coming, but I just went to meet some Course of Miracles people, and um, there was a woman there that said she she heard me do something with David Hoffmeister years ago, and she heard me say, "Seek first the kingdom within." and all else will be added unto you. And she said, I just, I knew instantly that was the truth. Now, obviously, I did not write that or make that statement up, you know. So, and she knew that. But in that moment, she knew that I knew, and then that activated her own actual spiritual knowing of the truth, because we all know the truth. We've just put veils in our mind against it. That's all it is. We are the truth. The truth is part of our very nature and being. But we've just put veils in our mind against it. So that's why A Course in Miracles says, seek not for love, but to remove the blocks in your mind about love or to love. So, And that, that's really it in, in a nutshell. What we're doing is we're supporting people in removing the blocks to love in their mind and to no longer needing the blocks to love uh, and n- no longer needing to live a limited life. People lead a limited life, Because they don't feel worthy of more, they can't handle the energy of more. When people have a lot of judgments and opinions and complaints, they can only handle so much energy of of love. Uh, It would it it just there's no capacity for it. Capacity love is such a strong energetic. Uh, that knows no real opposition. So, when we're willing to have a healing... Might have to go get a headset if that continues. Um,
1: If we're willing to have a, a, a healing, spirit will will absolutely bring it on, as we all know. So
0: um, most people are just resisting being loving. I mean, think of your own issues if you boil it all down. What are you resisting? What are you blocking? Just being loving, just love, giving and receiving love. That's all. And we we block intuition, we block insight, we block guidance because we don't want to live at that higher vibration. We've gotten what we feel is comfortable at a lower vibration. And when we live at a higher vibration, everything gets easier. It gets faster.
1: It gets easier. It's simpler. It's clearer. And um, when we're really loving, there's just no tolerance
0: for self sabotage and all the, the things that, all the little things that we've created that we we cling
1: to all the false beliefs. So that's
0: why I think uh, in, 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 uh, in your situation, Rieko, ask questions, find out where they
1: are, and then let Spirit guide you as to what to tell them. Megan, do you have any follow-up questions? No, that's really
3: helpful, I think. Um, and I'm looking forward to the transcript so I can. Um, go yeah. With and, but I really appreciate what you said. I uh, have, have to, it, I mean, you didn't say anything that made me go, oh, no, that's something new. It's just, um, I think the practice of articulating it.
0: Exactly.
1: Yep, it's really worth practicing. It's really worth um, that. Yep,
0: when I was training to be a prayer practitioner, one of the things that we had to be able to do was we had to be able to explain what we did to a child, like a 10-year-old, or explain the
1: science of mind or the teachings to a 10-year-old. And if you're out there
0: living your life, you get lots of opportunities to, to practice. But practice, you know, practice every time you have a prayer partner meeting. You say, oh, I want to try this out on you. You know, you can write them down and read them and, 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 um, until it all becomes really familiar. I, sometimes I, I remember this, I, I was part of a marketing coaching group. I was getting marketing coaching. And um, we were on a call. We couldn't see each other. It was a long time ago. And we were asked to give our elevator speeches. And so the person who went before me said, uh, well, I'm a life coach. And what I do is I help people come up with effective managing and coping strategies for their life. And uh, I thought, okay, now what am I going to say? Because I would have said, I help people eliminate their managing and coping strategies so that they can live an effective life and heal the problems, no longer have to be managing and coping. But I didn't want to be disrespectful to the person who went before me. I just wanted to be able to market to their clients. (laughs) So... But that's, that's, you know, a lot of people are looking for managing and coping strategies. So that is something I used to say uh, and, and would still say sometimes. I'd say uh, something like a lot of people are looking for managing and coping strategies without the concept that, that they could actually heal the root cause of what their problems are. So I, I help people go right to the root cause healing strategies instead of coping strategies.
1: I don't believe we have to manage and cope with uh, living a life we don't really like. But I'm, I'm willing to have someone who is
0: not ready to work with me go somewhere else because I really... I don't make much counseling time available. I really don't. I save it all for people who are in this program and Masterful Living and Finding Freedom. I really, for for them, I will open up time in my calendar, but for the rest of the people, I very little. And when people can't, they have, might purchase a session, they can't get a session for weeks, I'm like, if you want
1: a refund, you can have a refund. I'm sorry. So Um, I think the more clarity that
0: you each have about what it is you offer and the benefits that it brings um, you will draw more people to you who are looking for that Because the, as I am lifted up, I draw all unto me. So that's it. That, that's my marketing strategy. It really is. That I keep lifting my consciousness up and sharing from that place. I offer a lot for free. And if people would like to do um, more dedicated work with me, really work,
1: uh, then they can come in and do the programs. And I really encourage
0: you to do things like uh, offer, um, and I've talked about this many times over the years of this program, and um, you can listen to the archive. Uh,
1: I don't, you know, I don't... um,
0: I don't title these sessions each week, but if somebody wanted to um, put that, you know, help with uh, organizing the, the, the titles of each class or what we talked about in each class, now that they're being transcribed, because they didn't used to be transcribed, but now they're being transcribed. So um,
1: we could have that breakdown like I do for the radio show. Um, I think that would be a good thing. Maybe Lori can help organize that. Um, Yeah, anybody have any other questions? Anything that's going on with a client or anything you'd like help with? Or any testimonials about your work with a client? or yourself? Katherine. Uh, yes, I
3: I really am so grateful for that question and for your answer. I've already kind of dealt with that situation and I wish I'd heard this before, but I think it, it turned out okay because I had a couple of sessions with someone like Rieko's describing, you know, who's not in A Course in Miracles or, you know, not familiar with uh, that kind of spiritual program. And uh, I think it was helpful for a couple of sessions to help her get over a little bit of a hump. But by the end, by the third or fourth time she was able to say to me, um, I'm not ready for this, you know, she she was really honest. And I said, I appreciate that because it's okay. You know, you don't have to, we don't have to force it. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate all your suggestions though. They're so really helpful.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Catherine. All right. You know, uh, it just occurred to me in this instant, I was just checking with Spirit, anything else to add? Um, As you all know, you can all be affiliates on or our affiliates, on my programs. Um, And so we just did Finding Freedom. We'll probably do it again in September. Um, And I have in September the um, retreat for recovering from sexual abuse. And then in October, I have the two events, the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, and the, how to lead and create a workshop um, with the certification for the uh, forgiveness
1: workshop. Usually, the affiliate fees are about 50%. Um,
0: it would be a bit tricky to do that um, because of the, the price points on the the trainings and the retreat, but I, we could definitely work out something that would be significant um, for those events if you were to enroll someone in in them. Um, I'm thinking in particular because the, of the recovery from sexual
1: abuse uh, retreat and... Um, that so if that's something you're interested in you can let me know let us know um and with um with something like that well
0: first of all I think everybody may recall that if you come to the spiritual counseling training intensive a second time, you automatically get $500 off to repeat. And people have repeated it and found that it was very helpful to them. Um, Is anybody
1: uh, thinking of going to any of the fall events? Okay, great. Um, So... One, one thing that
0: I'm finding challenging is that the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, one person has registered, and I, I know that's going to fill up because it, it always has. Um, is anybody thinking of repeating and coming to that? Okay, cool. Um, and is, is anybody thinking of the, the leading and creating a workshop? Okay, so um, Paula, I know is is coming, uh, and but nobody has registered for that yet. So if you're thinking of coming, I, I just like I, I would like to find some way to motivate people to say I'm intending to come, and I would even be happy to say you know you can have a, a refundable deposit. that's refundable up until you know, but something just to indicate who might come and if enough people will come. Because if we don't get a a quorum of people, we can't do it. It's just not feasible. To teach people how to lead and create a workshop, to teach two or three people all that time and energy of mine it just doesn't doesn't work. Um, So... um, I'm just curious about uh, what what is preventing people from registering, and could you what, what 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 would you recommend? And you don't have to answer it right now, but if you have an, a clear idea, what what would be the way that I could incentivize you to just help me out and say, "Oh yes, I'd I'd I think I'd like to come," but I'm not I'm 80% sure I'm just not sure. Or whatever it is that, you know, if you could
1: give me some ideas. Elizabeth. And so I did register for the September uh,
0: healing
1: uh, sexual
0: abuse retreat, And I I made a payment on that. I'll run to the spiritual counseling uh, one. uh, You and I had already had a discussion about that.
4: Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I know Lori's expressed an interest in coming as a support to that. And if other counselors wanted to come as a support to that and, and as part of their learning and training, uh, I would be open to figuring that out and how we can do that for Sure. Because I, I think it will be very
1: enriching and, and very rewarding. Um, and I, I have to say that um, if there
0: were a group of spiritual counselors who wanted to participate in some way like that, um, I think it would be worthwhile to maybe have an extra day after. Where the spiritual counselors could um, harvest all the learning uh, to to take home with them and use in their counseling,
1: so um, yeah I agree yeah, because i i, I 've
0: counseled a number of people over the years who uh, they come because they they say, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Why can't I move on? And uh, and I know precisely why they can't move on. They have to forgive themselves. And it doesn't make any sense to someone who was repeatedly molested by their father why they would have to ever forgive themselves. It doesn't make any sense. But when we drill down into it, then they start to get it. And then they start to be willing to, to actually do that and... and um, and sometimes it takes a, a quite a bit of support and sometimes it doesn't take much at all. And, um, and then people can really be like, oh, whew, that's over with now. Yeah, and they can move on. They can put their attention on other things. But uh, uh, when I ask counseling clients working on this particular thing, if the things that we're working on in our counseling are things that they've done with their years of therapy they're like oh no my therapist never talked about any of this stuff and that oh yeah maybe maybe someday I'll do a thing just for therapists on helping people who've been sexually abused I I, you know I never really thought that this would become something but this year I really got from spirit to do this so Lori, then
4: Paula. I think it would be great if you did one with the trifecta. Spiritual, I mean, sexual abuse, grief, and suicide. I think if we we were able to explore all three of the, like, and maybe even addiction, like taking a day for each one of these issues, Mm -hmm. that would be really amazing.
0: That's a great idea.
4: Yes, we can do that. That could be like part two, spiritual, the advanced spiritual counseling, the next level.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I'd really like to do is uh, something with the Enneagrams. Because I think the Enneagrams are so helpful to spiritual students, so, so helpful. So I'm looking at doing a class later this year, an ongoing class on the Enneagrams.
1: Paula. Thanks, Sarba. I was just uh thinking
4: about the uh spiritual or survivors of sexual abuse. And you know, as you know that that's interesting to me. I just I I didn't know quite how it came up and whether I would come to it as you know, a survivor, because I've done a lot of work on it and a lot of work through what we've been doing, or to come and both do the work as deeply as I can and be a support to the best of my ability. And uh, I don't know whether that's something you'd be interested in or if that's what you were talking about just now.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I think that's what Elizabeth is intending to do. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you could also be partners in that. Prayer partners in that or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you'd like to have more conversation about it, Paula, we can definitely do that. Okay. Yeah. You know, here's the thing that I see. So the main focus of all that I share and teach and that I have learned from is my own courage and willingness to stop pretending to protect myself with attack thoughts directed out at other people, the constant judgments and complaining about other people in order to not deal with my own sense of self, um, hatred. And, uh, so, you know, it took me a lot of effort to see all, all the things that I now teach from. And now all of that is... I'm so grateful for all that nightmare that I used to live inside of, that felt like I was trapped inside a nightmare that could never end. And... Um, Obviously, I had an awareness of the truth, or I never would have, or I would have killed myself. Um, and love prevented me from killing
1: myself. Um, and it would, so, um,
0: what I see over and over again is people take what was a tragedy and turn it into a victory that they can share with others. And so, for instance, all of you know this, that when I talk with people about transforming their life and transforming self-hatred and things like that, people can feel that I'm not bullshitting them, that I'm not just trying to make money from them, that I'm not, you know, like... Wayne Dyer was a wonderful storyteller and a great intellect in many ways, but he would read research that other people had done, and then he would interpret it and bring these things that had so much truth and beauty in them and share them, but much of it did not come from his own life experience. It, he was doing research what other people were offering and distilling it into another form. And it was really great that he did that um, because that brought a lot of people to look at the things that he had been looking at. And it inspired a lot of people to go to his research material. But it wasn't until very late in his life that he really started to do a deeper level of his own inner work. And um, in many ways, I mean, I, I only spent a small amount of time with him, but he made it really clear that he was not a, living a truthful life. I mean, anyone observing, I mean, maybe, I, I, my small observances made it very clear that he was not being that truthful. So to me, the thing is we, we can really take the, the – worst pain of our life and transform it into something incredibly beautiful. Venerable talks about all the time that she has many students who were victimized as children and now they're advocates for children and they're advocates for people who've been victimized. That this is the great thing about our life is we, we can recognize that everything that's been done to us there is a holy purpose in it, and it can be everything works together for our good, and there are no exceptions. And we, we are the living example of that. We are the living demonstration of it. So when we talk about it, people can actually vibrationally feel that we are telling the truth, and it inspires them to also follow this pathway in their own unique and perfect way and that to me is so gorgeous it is just I I once made a poster that said my, my, my life is a work of art you know and God is the artist and that is true you know I had such, even my greatest fantasies of what I could do in this world
1: are nothing compared to what is actually occurring. It's magnificent. So this is,
0: this is what I'm supporting you all in. And I must go, we are way over time. It's always such a pleasure to be with you. And um, Rieko, I'm going to talk with you for a minute afterwards. And let's take this breath together. And celebrate our magnificence, that we're allowing it to be revealed. We are grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to recognize the fullness of our perfection and wholeness, that it is So powerful, omnipresent, omniactive, God's love within us shining forth. We are grateful and thankful to surrender all the blocks to love and to know that divine goodness emanates in, through, and around us, that we are a lighthouse of love, a beacon of love. And God is that light in us. And so we have it turned on and we are broadcasting. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits, lighting up everyone, all the brothers and sisters. We are grateful and thankful to let the healing be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Yes. Beautiful. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jennifer. Yes.